Hello, I'm Josh McKinney. Hello, I'm Evan McKinney. Welcome to Local League Big Ideas. A podcast exploring the ins and outs of baseball from different points of view. Join us weekly as we discuss and dissect the sport we love with guests from all perspectives and backgrounds. Covering t-ball to pros and everything in between. Play Play ball. Hey, how's it going, Evan? Yeah, not bad, actually. I'm really excited this week. The weather's starting to get better. I think spring's coming up full bloom. I know. It was great to get out to the park and have a, a pretty decent batting practice and stuff for the first time this winter. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the water. I mean, it's everywhere, you know? It was like water here, water there. <laughs> I know. The fields get just so muddy and gross, and they they take forever to dry out because the days are so short, no sunshine. And it's just It's just terrible. Yeah, I have to say it does feel really nice to dust off the old... The old cleats and nets and tees and all of those different things. Oh, yeah. Get them the back into use. The <laughs> weighted balls, all that good stuff. Yep, we'll um, we'll be making use of all that stuff here soon. We just had it. We were just kind of itching, and we had to scratch it to get out for a minute. Yeah, mud or not. Well, actually, today I'm really excited. We're going to be talking about, like, odd ballpark foods and normal ones, too, mixed in. Oh, man, that's awesome. I, I, I think we're fur- far enough removed from... Uh, Christmas that we can start talking about food again. Yeah, I think the the bloat has kind of <laughs> de- not developed. It's not developed. Yeah. Well, in news this week, there will be no new additions to Baseball's Hall of Fame for 2021. None of the eligible nominees received the 75% vote required. Among those that were voted on were Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Kurt Schilling, all of whom only have one year of eligibility left to be voted in. Bonds and Clemens played and were implicated in nefarious activity during the steroid era of the late 90s and early 2000s, and their probable steroid use has kept them from garnering enough votes. Schilling, who was considered one of the great postseason pitchers of his era, uh, doesn't have steroid accusations hanging over him, but he has this kind of black cloud of... (laughs) hateful speech and messages towards different minority groups over the years and that's prevented him getting the votes that it takes to enter the hall of fame but interesting enough in an act of frustration over the last couple of weeks Schilling asked to have his name withdrawn from consideration before his final year of eligibility yeah that's kind of interesting kind of odd to me because I guess he wanted to kind of rewrite the history books while he last could you know maybe wanted to be not painted as this bad guy anymore yeah, he's probably trying to work on some image and and having that you know star asterisk beside his name for the rest of his life, saying you know he never met the eligibility vote to get into the Hall of Fame. He won't have that there since he's not going to be voted on again. So it's like he's trying to kind of on a technicality kind of shine his name up a little bit. Right, and as for the first two, yeah, um, the accusations did kind of put a shadow almost on their careers. Oh, they were juicing, man. If you look at Bonds before and after, it was like one season he came back and he was quadruple the size and just cranking balls. I mean, his bat looked like a twig in his hands afterwards. (laughs) I think I've got his 89 baseball card. He's like this beanpole. Yeah, and then it was like a couple years later, he was just like the Incredible Hulk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, moving on, we have have an interesting story for you guys today. Um. I want to talk about this MLB vendor who has remained anonymous, who can't just can't get enough of baseball's favorite legging, the peanut. Ever since he was a child, he had everything all planned out. 
His father was a peanut vendor and the grandfather before him, so it certainly was a profession that ran in the family. When his friends were playing youth baseball, he was perfectly content to stay on the sidelines, tossing peanuts to parents and spectators. Fast forward to his adult years, when he's not traveling to ballparks around the country selling peanuts, he roasts his own as a hobby in the off-season. He also secured a job running the National Peanut Board's Instagram and Twitter pages. Before you researched that story, I didn't even know there was such a thing as the National Peanut Board. Neither did I. It, it took some <laughs> deep, deep digging to un- unearth this. I mean, I I like a good peanut, don't get me wrong. Oh, I love a PB&J, you know? Oh, p- a peanut butter and just about anything. Celery, apples. Bananas. Bananas. More peanut butter. Anything. <laughs> it's all good. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I could devote my entire life to peanuts. Oh, yeah, these farmers are crazy about the things. I mean, like, they're... Their life is there. I mean, as a kid, if you know that you want to be a peanut vendor, you must really be devoted. <laughs> yeah. I, I Hopefully he doesn't have any allergies or anything. Yeah. It's a pretty common <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, I respect that. So now we're going to move on to our main, the main meat of the topic. Meat. Ballpark <laughs> foods. Um, of course, you know, concessions are a huge, yeah, I mean, they're arguably a part of the sport of baseball. That's almost as big as the game itself, you know? Right. I mean, baseball is such a – the pace of the game allows itself to be a, a, a very communal event where people can talk and hang out and spend time together where, you know, you don't have to watch every single play and, like, stress over every single little play. It's it's a good – it's almost a party environment. Right. Well, peanuts are also developed as a thing to, like, keep your hands from being bored and to, like – like it's almost like a nervous thing, you know, like you just kind of keep eating, keep eating. They're light too. Right. So when you're sitting there instead of biting your nails because your team's in a tough spot, you can just pop a couple peanuts in. Right. I think that's a healthier habit. <laughs> but of course, you know, it's it's developed over the years from, you know, normal little snacky fairs and stuff like that to, you know, some some stadiums have big catered boxes that have, you know, you're having a full five-course meal and you're watching the game. Well, actually, what's your favorite object? I don't go too crazy with stuff at ballparks. I mean, if somebody told me I could have one concession at a ballpark, I'm honestly going to say it's beer. So that <laughs> does, that's not really food, but you're you're not at an age where you can enjoy that yet. Um, if I had to pick one food, oh, man, I'm going to have to say a hot dog, man. Yeah, that's that's pretty classic. Pretty, pretty Yeah, that's, I mean, they're so good. I love a hot dog. <laughs> and I, and I, like to eat them the same way that I ate them when I was a kid because it reminds me of when I was a kid. So before my little league games and stuff when I was young, I would get a hot dog or sometimes after either either way, and I always just put ketchup and relish on it. So that's what uh. I typically like to put on it at the ball fields too. Yeah, actually, if I had to say, man, I love a good curly fry. Actually, I mean, ugh, curly fries are just good. I mean, I'd love fries. Not all ballparks have those, but I guess the ones that do, they're probably pretty good. Right, yeah. Well, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so many ballparks have so many things you can eat. It gets kind of ridiculous, and that's kind of what we're going into today. We want to talk about some of the oddities around the world of baseball food. Um, The the first one we want to hit on here is... Some people are going to be able to discern what it is from the name. <laughs> In, it might not be just the team either. 
All right, we don't need to we don't need to laugh it all out yet. <laughs> the first one is the Rocky Mountain Po' Boy. That may just sound like a nice sandwich from the Rockies, right? Nice sandwich. It's a huge sub that you can get at the Rocky Stadium that's chock full of oysters. Oysters. The Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> um those these oysters are made from certain fried bull parts. Um kids ask your parents to explain this. <laughs> it's um yeah, it's it's a it's a gland of the animal that not everybody's wild about. Yeah, not every yeah, everybody's familiar with it though, nonetheless. Yep. Um <laughs> When I saw this online, oh my gosh, this is this is a weird one, no doubt. You think you would eat it? Nope, I wouldn't. <laughs> You're just a <laughs> straight no. Not even trying. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, as somebody that's tried that before, it's actually really not that bad. Yeah, I mean, it it sounds terrible. It sounds awful. Yeah, like I said, anybody that doesn't know what a Rocky Mountain oyster is, just look it up. You'll find it. We don't have a. I, I don't know about our explicit rating or not on uh, <laughs> on yeah. our on our podcast hosting. I think sites. we're a family show still. Yeah, we're so. a family show, but um, yeah. So I think I would. I don't think I would buy it if I was at the Rocky Stadium, but I would definitely take a bite if somebody had it. I would take a bite of the bun, maybe some vegetables, but <laughs> but that's not trying it. I guess I might like pick off pick off the fried part. Ah, you're cheapening the experience. So let's uh. Let's uh let's move from uh, let's move from bulls to another animal. Well, speaking of interesting things, we actually have toasted grasshoppers. <laughs> Sorry about that. Toasted grasshoppers at the Seattle Mariners Stadium. Um, tossed in chili lime salt. Um, the Mariners took it a gamble putting these on the menu, but they ended up being popular enough to sell out all the time. So these things sell out. That's wild. Um, yeah, the idea of eating bugs puts off a lot of people in the U.S. I think, um, but it's really kind of a worldwide. I- it's it's a pretty common thing. Yeah, I remember a kid in my class one year on a field trip. He got like these bacon bacon grasshoppers as a souvenir. They're like bacon flavored, and I guess I don't know if he liked them or not, but he got them nonetheless. Did you try them? No. <laughs> no. I didn't. I mean, it wasn't like open up for grabs. He used his own money, so. <laughs> Would you eat the chili lime grasshoppers at the Mariner Stadium? Oh, tough to say. I think it depends. If I'm like, if I'm feeling good that day, I might pop one in the, the old mouth. I mean, it's not gonna hurt me, you know. Well, I think they're they're probably either either you know toasted in an oven, which is gonna dry them out, so it's not gonna have like. I, I think when people eat bugs or grubs or worms or something like that. It's a textural thing. I think people don't like the idea of like the gooey insides. I don't like the dried out feeling, that weird crunch of like wings. <laughs> oh, really? See, I think I would like that. I think I would be more weirded out by the the gooiness. Hey, we eat chicken wings. Why not eat grasshopper wings? <laughs> well, if you think about it, a lot of people eat foods that are all, you know, muscle when they think of proteins. So right. we, we think of that texture of the muscle fiber like whether it be a chicken wing or a steak or or anything we think of that that feeling of cooked muscle whereas bugs have kind of a different body layout like it, it's almost like we'd be eating all the organs and stuff too so you have that kind of like gooey yeah it's an interesting structure actually um <laughs> but that's why i think that the toasted ones won't be that way they would be 
kind of crunchy, almost like Chex Mix. <laughs> yeah, except there's no mix. It's just straight chili lime and grasshoppers right there. Oops, all grasshoppers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so our our next food here, this one, very clever name. Some of these have great clever names. Not. Um, the next one's called the Dilly Dog. I guess that's supposed to be a play on the word chili dog. No, uh, yeah, um, I guess. But it's a... Uh, it's a it's at Rangers Stadium where the uh, Texas Rangers play, and it's a whole like large hollowed out dill pickle, and they've put a hot dog inside this hot hollowed out dill pickle, <laughs> dipped the whole thing in corn dog batter, put it on a stick and fried it, <laughs> and it looks like a massive corn dog, but it has a whole layer of dill pickle in between the hot dog and the cornbread on the outside. It just seems kind of ridiculous to me. A little over the top, maybe, I guess. I mean, it's a good promotion, but, I mean, I don't know. It's like a full meal. It's like you've got your corn dog and you've got your pickle, you know? Corn dog and a pickle makes greatness. Well, I guess if corn dogs are good and battered fried pickles are good, it stands to reason that battered fried corn dog pickles good. <laughs> I mean, they're really oversized in the images, too. They're like they're really thick. Yeah, they look massive, like almost almost like they'd be annoying to eat. I just I want to ask them how did you stick a like hot dog in a pickle? That's that's impossible, right? What a job, you know. I oh guess the man. guy that didn't make it as a peanut vendor ended up uh, being a a pickle stuffer. <laughs> 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 oh man! Well, speaking of stuffing, we've got another good one. Oh yeah, this one this one's kind of ridiculous too. It's um. It's called the spectator. That's T A T E R. Yeah, yeah. Make sure we get the spelling right on those. Spectator. Um, it's a southern specialty of the Atlanta Braves. This food, it is a whole jalapeno cheddar sausage, and it looks like it's the size of like a kielbasa, and they've jammed it long ways through a huge whole baked potato <laughs> that hasn't been split or anything. It's like they. I guess the ballparks have something about stuffing things with other <laughs> oh things. Oh, my gosh. But so they've put this huge sausage right through the middle of a huge baked potato. And then the whole thing is wrapped in bacon and cooked. And then it's topped with sour cream, cheese, and more jalapenos just for a little bit of kick. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What do you think? Insane. Are you going to order one of those at a Braves game? Not unless I have a marathon. That's so many carbs right there. That's That's huge. I mean... I'm just imagining it. Uh, that's like a calorie counter's nightmare. Well, it's a it's a lot of people's nightmare. <laughs> Honestly, the picture of it looked kind of good, though. Yeah, I think, I mean, anything wrapped in bacon is going to be at least edible, so. <laughs> yeah, you had me at wrapped in bacon. And some jalapenos for kick. I imagine it would taste pretty good. I, yeah, I, I don't know that I would, again, it's it's one of those things where I don't know that I would pay the price for it because honestly a lot of these ridiculous foods that the ballparks have are a little pricey yeah you can almost double the cost of your day buying some of them i think <laughs> but um it's like hmm, do i get two or three more beers or do i get this ridiculous baked potato that's going to make me want to take a nap i mean i'd take a bite of it if like a family friend had some you know or maybe split one with somebody yeah maybe split like with like 10 people you know yeah that would be <laughs> it's like a bu it's a buffet buffet 
Well, speaking of oversized foods, we come to the Fowl Pole. Oh, this is my favorite name of the whole group. It just cracks me up. F-O-W-L. This dish is a two-pound, two-foot-long chicken finger. Ugh, gross. (laughs) It's served with pretty much like three mason jars of dipping sauce. (laughs) It's, It's perching in a huge nest of waffle fries. I mean... Oh my gosh! This is another one from Rangers Stadium. Yeah, they've they've really gone all out with their items of food choice. Well, first of all, I didn't know chickens had fingers, and second <laughs> of all, how big of a chicken would have a two pound finger? Or how big of a production line is that? You know, it's like yeah. sticking chicken parts together. I mean, that's probably so hard to fry because that's that's bigger than the fryer. Deep right? Fryers. I can't. They probably have some kind of special machinery to make that one. <laughs> That's insane. I just can't imagine this thing. I think out of the whole group of them, the the foul pole, because of the name, I think I would blow the money on it just because. I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, I would eat that. I would actually split that up with like 15 people. <laughs> well, everybody likes chicken fingers. And everybody likes catchy names. So there we are, mashed into one. And lots of sauce and everything like that. Lots of sauce, lots of breading. There we go. Mm-hmm. You you had me at you had me at chicken finger. <laughs> so this has been kind of our rundown of some of the crazy ballpark park foods. Are there any you feel like we missed that are things that are at the ballpark that you really like, Evan? I mean, I've been seeing like a lot of minor league stadiums, especially oversized like burgers and barbecue seems to be their thing. Like insanely large. Like no one would eat this. It's huge. Like. Right, you more just buy it just so you can take a picture with it and then throw half of it in the <laughs> trash. <laughs> For like two-thirds. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Or the um, there were the crazy Bloody Marys that were topped with whole hamburgers and onion rings and all no, kinds of things. No, and wings. Hamburgers and <laughs> wings. It's insane. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely wild. Man, people are crazy. <laughs> so now we're going to get to our general reminders. With many leagues holding their tryouts or player assessments in the next few weeks, be sure to get your equipment out and do some throwing and light swinging and hitting practice just to keep yourself from being completely cold from the offseason. Oh, yeah. It's really good to just make sure that you can at least get a throw in or, like, a couple throws in. Just, I mean, it's so easy to fall under almost, you know? Right. For you all that don't play, you know, in travel teams or practice indoors somewhere during the winter and things like that, if you haven't picked up a baseball since fall ball or even since the previous spring. Oh, you'll feel it. <laughs> well, you don't want to go straight to assessments and try to, you know, show your best and, you know, hurt your arm or or, or hurt anything else because you're you're just not accustomed to doing that. You got to work back into it. And it's important. I mean, overall, with youth sports, safety is the most important thing. Right. Also, make sure not to hurt someone else if your aim's off. <laughs> right. And uh, also, parents... Please volunteer your time if, you're, if your league allows to. Um, the more help that local leagues have, the better the season will be for everybody. It doesn't matter if you only have an hour a week. There are tons of little jobs in addition to the larger ones like coaching and things like that. Um, and volunteering not only helps the league run smoothly, but also allows people and families to feel part of their local baseball community. Right, that, that brings a sense of community. You know, you feel... You feel good. You feel like you're with people and you feel like you have people who have, have your back and you, you have each other's back. It's a nice feeling. That's why I really like like baseball and things like this where you're gathering and like 
you know, everybody's happy, everybody's upbeat, and everybody's here to do something they all like. Oh yeah, if you can't tell, we're all excited to get to the get to the season. Well, actually, I mean, I think that's it. Well, join us next week as we discuss game rituals and superstitions. I'm excited. Ooh yeah, put your put your necklace on. Oh yeah, everybody has all kinds of weird superstitions, from the pros to minors and everything in between. Oh yeah. So check us out on Facebook at Local Week Big Ideas. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to give us some feedback. Yeah, tell us if you like it or if you don't like it or if you have any ideas for some crazy episodes. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you. All right, 